Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 12 of Sports Talk with BT and Stuvi. Well, more like with just BT today. So like we said, Stuvi will be out this week. Um, so it's just me hosting today. So we'll go, we'll go ahead and get started here with the college football roundup. Um, first thing we're going to talk about is the Heisman Award was granted. And... Like we predicted, like me and Sue, we predicted correctly on the show, uh, Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman. Not surprising in any way here. We really expect we expected this to happen. There was an argument for Penix, who I think he did finish second in the voting. Um, let me look this up to be official, but Penix did finish second in the voting. Let's see, let's see, let's see. All right. Well, so Jane Daniels was the clear favorite for number one. He won, he had the most votes, as one would say. Um, all right, yes. Yeah, so number two was Michael Penix. He ended up having 292 first place votes. Jane Daniels had 503. Third was Bo Nix. At 51, and then Marvin Harrison was fourth with 20. Jordan Travis from Florida State had eight. Jalen Milrow, surprisingly, from Alabama had four. Then Ollie Gordon and Cody Strader, the Missouri running back, had one. J.J. McCarthy had one, and Blake Quorum had three. So nothing really surprising here. We really expected Jaden Daniels to win. So nothing else really surprising in a sense. Based on those results, that's basically how me and Sue we predicted it was going to happen. Um, but that'll move us on to our next topic here. We will be going over the transfer portal. Um, so the first player in the transfer portal, since we, we actually do have some predictions here now, Walter Nolan from Texas A&M is favored. It's basically a 50-50 split between Ole Miss and Oregon here. Uh, Cam Ward did visit. I think he visited Miami yesterday, and he is visiting Florida State today. So he said he's ready to wrap up his portal recruitment. So he's probably going to go to a Florida school. Then this Florida defensive lineman, most likely going to Ole Miss. He visited there. He hasn't visited anywhere else. Dante Moore is also projected. He's been getting a lot of predictions from Michigan State as of late. He would be going heading back home, basically, to go be probably the quarter, the starting quarterback of the Spartans. Will Howard, we're still waiting to hear. We're still waiting to hear on what Cam Ward decides because if Cam Ward decides he's going to go to Florida State, he might be going after Will Howard. As you can tell, Miami has a lot of predictions for quarterbacks here. So, and obviously, they're only going to get one. Trevor Etienne from Florida is projected to go to Georgia right now. That is an NIL recruitment. Trey Moore, he's one of the best edges in the in the portal class and projected to go to Texas. Uh, Riley Leonard has recently committed. He went to Duke. I mean, uh, he was at Duke, went to North, went to Notre Dame. Marvin Jones Jr. This is a new entrance, um, into the, into the portal class. He, I think he literally just entered yesterday. Um, Andrew Mabuka, Makuba, he visited Texas, um, there's, I'm hearing there is a problem with Texas's, Texas accepting his transcripts. So maybe Ole Miss and the number three is Oklahoma here. Um, 
Matthew Golden, the wide receiver, projected to go to Texas. Texas swung and missed on one of the best receivers in the class. Um, yeah, Deion Burks, he was an Oklahoma-Texas race. He ended up choosing Oklahoma here. He's he's ranked in the top five in everything. So I think on 24-7, he's number one. So, yeah. Um, see, anything else really? Uh, oh, my Oklahoma Sooners, we did get a commit from, I think, Des Malone from San Diego State. He's not going to be on here probably. But uh, he has a really good corner, only allowed one touchdown on 400 snaps. But we're still probably next week we'll have a lot of answers on where these players are going in the portal necessarily. But like but most people aren't done. There are still entrances in the portal every single day. So until we figure out more, I'm not gonna we're not gonna be reporting much on it until there's like a major commitment. But um I guess Chris Paul Jr., we were talking about him on last week's podcast. He did end up going to Ole Miss as well. That is a major one. Um, that'll move us. Like we said, college football is not really much to talk about anymore in college football. But this will move us quickly into the NFL NFL uh, weekly recap. The first game I'm going to talk about here is uh, – we're going to talk about the Chiefs and the Bills game, the controversy. Patrick Mahomes is obviously very upset at the end of the game because of the offsides call, but it's a fair call. The dude was obviously offsides. I don't know why. I, I don't know why Patrick Mahomes is mad. He has been on. He has been on the favored side of most of these calls, as Stuby would say. Stuby would agree with me here on that. But it's it wasn't a bad call. He was obviously obviously offsides, and the fact that. The NFL hasn't done anything to Mahomes. He hasn't gotten a fine. He hasn't gotten anything for this. Is disproving why he's the NFL's golden boy. But like we said last week, this was also important for the Bills' playoffs. They need to probably went out to make the playoffs at this point. Um, so this is a very big way, very big, I guess, game to start. I mean, you upset, you upset probably. They were the number one seed in the number one seed in the AFC. Denver is one Denver is one game behind the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they do play one more time. Um, so Denver could very well win the still win the division if they can no, they do not play one more time. So they if a Chiefs Chiefs lose, I think Denver has a chance to win the division. Um, but very favorable last four matchups for the Chiefs here. Given the fact the Chargers has lost Justin Herbert, uh the Raiders are the Raiders, uh Bengals are without uh, Joe Burrow, but Jake Browning has been showing out on uh, the Patriots. They have a lot going on, really. But this was a big game for the Chief, for the Bills to win, and the Bills have a big game next week with the Cowboys, which that the Cowboys are on a roll. Um, they they dominated the Eagles last week. Uh, I think it was thirty three to thirteen. Brandon Aubrey, uh, he I know he kicked a very good game. I don't think he missed a kick. Um, but let's get this up. So the Dallas. Okay, get this right, and you get my free ticket to tonight's game. Thirteen. Um, Jake Ferguson really had a good game here, and so did Ceedee Lamb. He's not going to be the leading receiver like he has been, but he had a really good game. I think he had like a touchdown or so. 
But the Eagles, like I, I, we, me and Sue, said this last week. The Eagles are fatigued. They play good team after good team after good team, and you could just tell they are fatigued. They are worn down. Um, but the Cowboys take the lead in the NFC East at ten and three. Cowboys have been really impressive, but like they can, they're always impressive in the regular season. They've won five straight, but it, it's just a matter of time if they inevitably choke in the playoffs. So we have to see how they actually, if they can perform like this in the playoffs, I think they can arguably be a Super Bowl favorite. Um, I think right now they might have passed the Eagles for me as probably the number two team, number two team in the uh, NFC behind the 49ers. The 49ers just look like a better team. And the Cowboys did play the 49ers earlier in the year, and they completely got smoked. But the Cowboys are really starting to perform really really well but i mean dak prescott really is looking like an mvp candidate as well but i don't move us on to our next topic bill belichick will most likely be out as the head coach of the new england patriots surprisingly because they did this the week the patriots come off an upset win against against stewie steelers i think stewie learned the lesson to not pick the Pittsburgh Steelers in his uh, locks of the week anymore, but um, I, there is a rumor speculating that Bill Belichick will be coaching another team next year. There was always that rumor, so I personally think he will be. Um, I don't know what team he will be coaching, though. There is speculation that it is the Chargers. It's just the offense. The offense for the Patriots has not been good. I think that's what's really hurting the Patriots is they don't have the offense. And I know they, they drafted really poorly. They should not have drafted Mac Jones. They should have waited a year or tried to re- originally tried to retain Tom Brady. But the Patriots will most likely be looking for a new head coach next year. Um, and I think they're going to probably start tanking too because um, last – <laughs> These last three games for them, four games are going to be really tough. Not, it's probably not going to be pretty for these four games based on the offensive. But if you look, like talking about the offense here, the last the last three games, last four games, the Patriots haven't let up over twenty points. I mean, but okay, so two weeks ago they lose the, they beat the, they hold the Chargers to six points. That's with Justin Herbert. And they score zero and lose. They hold the Giants to 10 points, score seven and lose. They hold the Colts to 10 points, score six and lose. So it's just not very good offensively for the Patriots, and I think that's the problem. That's why I could see maybe Belichick going to the Chargers and having going to coach Justin Herbert. But we will have to wait and see probably till after the season because that he will be retained through the season, most likely. Um, but that will move us on to the NBA where the Los Angeles Lakers, I kind of predicted this. I predicted this correctly. I Well, not, not originally predicted, but last week I predicted it would probably be the Lakers and Pacers in the championship. And... And the Lakers winning, I got that right. The Lakers just dominated the Pacers in the championship. AD and LeBron looked unbeatable. 
you could tell they're the team is starting to formulate. They're getting some people back from injuries. But so the Lakers win, they get I think the five hundred thousand dollars for each player. And it's more really about uh the players that took the pay cuts, like Christian Wood, he took a major pay cut to come to the Lakers. He got he got 50% of his salary in this game. Um Let's get that up. So it's 123 to 109. Um, like he's, if you look at the win probability here, it, it was never really in doubt for the Lakers. Like the Lakers took the big lead, and then the Lakers did a really good job um, guarding Tyrese Halliburton. He had he was minus 19 in the plus minus. Um, Austin Reeves had a flu game. He was it was reported that he was really sick ahead of the game, and he ended up scoring 28, 28 points off the bench, almost 30, um, shot 9 for 15, 10 for 12 from the field. And he played really good defense on Tyrese Halliburton when he was in the game. He would Tyrese Halliburton couldn't do anything when Austin Reeves was guarding him. Um, a little sooner on Iowa State preview or what it used to be. Um Anthony Davis had a major game. He had 40, I think his second 40-20 game in in a tournament. Um, He was plus 13. The whole Lakers starting lineup, when you could see that plus 20, plus 15, plus 13, the whole entire starting lineup, you know you're going to have a good, you're probably going to win the game. But, yeah, so the Lakers win the first in-season tournament title. Um, so they were going to do some special banner ceremony today, or they did it yesterday, I think. Um, we'll have to see how that, I, I, I don't think that you should put up a banner for that, but Lakers get to set the president. So I don't think it'll be as big as our normal championship banners, but we'll have to see, but this will move us on to college basketball. Um, I wanted to talk about my Sooners because my Sooners have been balling, balling out this these last couple weeks. They had a big, really big week this week. Um, let's see here. They moved up. They're up to number eleven in the AP rankings. They completely dominated Arkansas and they dominated Providence. It's a really big week. Everybody is starting to actually buy into the hype that Oklahoma, that Porter Moser built. They have a they have a good chance to finish. They have, they should at least finish the non conference schedule at I think they're what they're nine and zero, so they should finish at twelve and one. They have a really tough game coming up against. So they play Green Bay on Saturday. Then I think that is a Wednesday. Yeah, one week from now, at 8 p.m., they play North Carolina. That is probably going to be a top-10 matchup at that point. So that is a that is a game that everybody's going to be watching. If Oklahoma wants to make their statement on how good they are, that's what they're going to have to use that game because that's on main. This not that's on mainstream ESPN. Then they start the inevitable, really big Big 12, really deep Big 12 play. Um. Oklahoma wins the Crimson and Cardinal. They it's technically a r- little three game battle, Crimson and Cardinal Classic. 
Oklahoma won two to one. They won, they won two years ago, and then this year. Um, and the funny thing is, both times the uh, both times that had happened, uh, Arkansas's head coach got ejected from the game. But this will move us on to bracketology. So we have the new same top overall seed, which is Arizona. I think same first team out was Oregon last week, and last team in was Butler. Okay, so we'll go to the West here. We'll talk about the big movers. Auburn moved up to a five seed. Gonzaga moved down to a three seed. Ohio State moved down to a seven. Creighton uh, moved up to a two. Stuvie's Iowa State team moved up from, I think they were 11. They moved up to nine. Villanova moved up to eight. We were talking about Villanova's weird schedule. Looks like they're starting to turn it around. Uh, Memphis moved up to a six. All right, and that was the Midwest. Oh, and my Oklahoma has moved up to a four. We'll have to see inevitably because the Big 12 is a really tough conference, and that tends Oklahoma tends to have always they have a good start like this, and it depends on how they look in the Big 12. But if we go to the East, the number one seed is UConn. Miami moved down. They struggled this week. And another team that's hot in the Big 12, Kansas State, moved up to nine. Princeton dropped to 12. James Madison moved up to 11. James Madison is ranked. Clemson is also off to an impressive undefeated start. Uh, they were up to a number three seed. Uh, Alabama drops to number five. Colorado moves up to number eight. Then Kansas is the number one seed in the South. So nothing really surprising. Nothing has really changed. We'll know a lot more about half these teams when conference play starts. And that's when we'll actually start to formulate how, what the actual bracket will end up looking like. Um, but Cincinnati, I think they lost. So the Big 12 is the toughest conference, like we said. We've said this multiple times. The Big 12 is the best basketball conference right now. So we're just really waiting on that that to start for Oklahoma. Um, Iowa State, I think they won this week. Stuvi knows better. He's not here right now. But that will basically move us on to the previews. I'm going kind of fast here. Um Let's go to the college football previews. So we're actually going to do some previews for the bowl games here. So like we said, our bowl mania will be in the description here. Um, we'll post it. You guys can join it. Um, but this will – I'm going to preview all of these because we have time. So the first bowl will be on Saturday at 10 a.m. It will be 6-6 six and six Georgia Southern versus 9-3 Ohio. I think Ohio has a lot of players in the portal. They have their quarterback, so they're not gonna have their quarterback that basically carry them there. So I'm gonna, I would say, I would agree with this three and a half Georgia Southern wins. Um, then we got the FCS matchup, the Celebration Bowl, that is between the two HBCU schools. Florida A and M is eleven and one. They're really good. Uh, Howard is six and five. Florida A and M is probably gonna win this. Um, they're 11 and one. They're looking to cap off. I think it's their best season in school history since 1998. Um, Jacksonville state, a team that was just allowed to go bowling. I think it was last, last week of the season. They will be playing a one fifteen on ESPN in the new Orleans bowl against Louisiana. I think Jacksonville state has more of a reason to play for this than Louisiana. And that's the whole point of these bowl games. Now 
usually the teams that have a lot more to play for will end up winning these games. I don't I don't know anything else about these rosters. So I'm gonna say Jacksonville State probably wins this game. And then all right. And then we'll go to the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Um, it'll be between Miami, Ohio, and Appalachian State in Orlando, Florida. Two mid-majors playing once again. Um, Miami, Ohio had a really good season. I think they have Blaine Gabbard's brother on their as their quarterback. But App State plays in the better conference. So usually the teams that play the tougher games, and I don't know if App State has any portal entries. So I'm gonna go App State because they tend to they tend to win big games like this when they're playing a team that's better than them. Um, then that moves us to the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, kind of ironic, New Mexico State and Fresno State will play in the New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico State has had a really good season. They're ten and four. They came off a, it was a heartbreaking loss in the conference championship to Liberty. They had they were in the game to the very end. Uh, they finished. They're gonna. I think they're gonna finish eleven and four, which is just weird. Playing fifteen games and you're not in the playoff, but I think they'll finish eleven and four and beat Fresno State here. Um, then we have our actual like relevant teams playing. Uh, Six thirty in the Starco Brands LA Bowl. It'll be UCLA and Boise State. Boise State is the winner of the Mountain West Conference as they they hired the interim head coach as their new head coach. Um, Boise State tends to play when they're playing big teams. Trust me, I'm an Oklahoma fan. I know all about this Boise State team, but Boise State tends to upset the bigger schools they play. UCLA just they lost their starting quarterback to the portal that Dante Moore. So I don't think Boise State's lost anybody. So I think Boise State will upset UCLA in the LA Bowl here. Um, and then the last uh, the last bowl game for Saturday. It'll be Cal and Texas Tech. Texas Tech is, I think everybody's playing for Texas Tech. Oh, I just went on Eric McAllister. All right, so Texas Tech and California playing the Independence Bowl. This will be the first Power Five conferences playing. Um, I think Texas Tech doesn't have any opt-outs. This is their first bowl game, I think. I don't think they were in a bowl game last year, so... They finished there. I think Texas Tech will win because they have the better running back. If Todd Brooks is playing, Texas Tech's going to win. And it looks like Todd Brooks will be playing. So I think Todd, uh, Cal doesn't have a very good running defense based on. I've seen, I've watched one game, their running defense didn't look very good. So I'm going to go with Texas Tech to win here. All right. And that'll take us to Monday, December 18th, where it'll be Western Kentucky and Old Dominion in the famous Toastry Bowl. Um, <laughs> uh, they have Austin Reed. I know he's a really good quarterback. I don't, I don't frankly don't know much about these two teams. Um, but I know Austin Reed's a good quarterback. They have a pass heavy offense. It looks like it's going to be rain and the AccuWeather prediction. So rain and passing offenses don't go very well together. So I'm going to go Old Dominion in an upset here to upset Western Kentucky. All right, Tuesday, December 19th, and this will be our last bowl game of the week. Um, UTSA and Marshall will play. UTSA, we've already went over this, that they're, they're, they're best defensive players in the portal right now, so I don't know how this UTSA team's going to look, but I think they have everybody else playing. So I personally think UTSA will beat Marshall. 
Um, and I don't think it's because it's in Texas. They'll, they'll kind of have that home field advantage there. So I think UTSA beats Marshall um, probably by 13. Um, yeah, so that will end. That will basically end the college football scoreboard or preview here. So that will move us on to the NFL preview. So let's get to here. So I'm going to recap two games since Stoopy's not going to be here. So the first game I'm going to I'm gonna uh, preview here. Obviously, I talked about it. It's a big game for the Bills. They need to win. And it's a this is a proving game for the Dallas Cowboys. If they can go beat the Bills, who, is, who are so hungry to get into the playoffs and win, I will give the Cowboys all the props in the world. They might even they might even jump to my number one NFC contender. But the Dallas Cowboys are not favored to win. Um, some of the Bills like Micah Hyde is questionable. Dalton Kincaid is questionable, and the Cowboys have really good health. Um, I think your key player here is to watch is CeeDee Lamb. He'll be guarded by Tredavious White, who is a lockdown corner. So if CeeDee Lamb could get it going, um, I think no, I think nobody's going to stop the Cowboys' offense. Um, but Josh Allen can carry, carry a team. So playing in Buffalo, it's going to be tough for the Cowboys, but the Cowboys have just pulled out wins like this. But um, I think the Cowboys are going to upset upset the spread. I don't think they're really they really should be not favored. But I think the Cowboys are going to win. Um, but we will go over that more. Um, then the next game we are going to preview here. Oh, it's a tough choice. Um, well, I got I got three games to do so. The next team will do the Sunday night football game here. The Baltimore Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Ravens are, I think, they're currently number one in the AFC, so they're looking to hold on to that. And I think they have a, they have a two-game lead, so they are looking pretty secure in that one seed. And a win here could would basically probably secure it because this is one of the teams that are two games away. Um, Trevor Lawrence is questionable. Travis Etienne is questionable. So the Jacksonville has just had a bunch of injuries, and it's probably I, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to return. He might return this week, but I don't think he'll be the same Trevor Lawrence. But they also the Baltimore Ravens have also lost two key contributors to their defense, which is Roquan Smith and Kyle Hamilton, um, both questionable for the game, so we don't know if they're going to play. But I just think Lamar Jackson, he has a chance to win MVP for the second time in his career. Um, uh, if Lamar has a big game, I think Lamar will have a big game here and they'll beat the Jaguars. Um, I think it'll be probably by more than the minus three they're favored by here. Um, and just there's just too many injuries for me on the Jacksonville Jags here. Um, and that'll keep my Houston Texans in, in, I guess, relative, uh, in control of winning the division because that's looking like the only chance we might have to make the uh, make the playoffs here. So this one move us on. Oh. You could be one of the greats <laughs> or change the game. All game here. 
between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. Major playoff implications here. The Colts are seven and six. The Steelers are seven and six. Steelers are not on a hot streak. Sorry, Stuvi. They have lost to the Cardinals and they have lost to uh, to the Patriots in back to back weeks. They've lost they've lost uh, three of the last four. While the Colts, uh, they've they've won four of the last five. So the Colts are on a really hot streak, led by Minshew, Minshew Mania. Um, I see the problem with the Steelers is Stuby will attest to this. They play down to their competition a lot, and they also play up to their competition. So this is a game where the Steelers can actually go and look like a formidable offense, look like a formidable team, and actually win the game. Um, but it really depends on their quarterback situation, whether uh, whether Pickett will be playing. TJ Watt is also questionable. So that's that's a major player that they can't really afford to lose is TJ Watt um, as, as their best defensive player. Their defensive player to your candidate. But, I mean, personally, I'll be cheering for the Steelers to win for the Texans, and I think the Steelers will because they do play up to competition. So I personally think the Colts – will lose at home on NFL Network at 3.30 on Saturday, and the Steelers will end up winning. So that will move us on to the NBA to the NBA look-ahead games. I'll just choose a couple games here because there is a lot of games we could have chose from. I'll choose two games here. Oh, there was one I saw. You know what? There's one today we will preview. We will preview. <laughs> it seems like we're always previewing this game. Shout out Subi. We'll go over Subi's another one of Subi's favorite teams. Here, the Indiana Pacers play the Bucks. This will be a rematch of the in-season tournament upset that I predicted right. Um, hopefully, Tyrese Halliburton can keep it going for the Pacers. Um, okay, if he can keep performing, he's currently probably the favorites to win the win the MVP right now. But um. I think Giannis just has a big game. Giannis wants revenge for losing in the in-season tournament. Uh, uh, but I think Giannis, Giannis might carry him. Damian Lillard has been struggling. He struggled against them in the in-season tournament. I don't, I don't know what his exact stats were, but he did struggle in the in-season tournament. Yeah, he shot 35% from field. He had 24 points, but most of that was at the end of the game. So he really struggled. So maybe I think Damian Lillard will get it going for the Pacers. Um for the Bucks, and I think the Bucks will beat the Pacers. And I think it'll be closer than the minus six and a half Vegas is giving us. Or ESPN bet. I don't know if that's in Vegas or not, but yeah. So we will go to the next game we will be previewing, which is on 1218. 1218. Um, this is also probably the battle of the two, one of the two best teams in the Western Conference here, the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets. Um, we will have two European players just battling out, Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic. Luka Doncic is leading leading the Mavericks in points, rebounds, and assists. And Jokic is leading the Denver Nuggets in points, rebounds, and assists. So these two players are willing to carry their team, and they have before. Um uh, Kyrie Irving is not healthy right now, so I don't know with this being so far in advance, Kyrie Irving might be healthy by the time this game comes around. Um, Derek Jones Jr. is also kind of not healthy. and 
Um, it's in Ball Arena, which is a very, very favorable home court home court for the Denver Nuggets to play in with the altitude and all that. So I think the Nuggets will personally win. But I think Luka also does have a big game. This is going to be a battle between Luka and Jokic, and they both probably will have big games. But I think Jokic has a better supporting cast around him at this point based on injuries and all that. So I think, yo, I think the Nuggets will probably end up beating the Dallas Mavericks. And I think it'll be close. I don't know why there's no Vegas prediction for this game yet. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I think the Nuggets will end up beating the Mavericks. So that'll move us on to probably we'll do one more game here. Um, let's see what we got here. They play two times this week, but this is the battle of one the two best Eastern Conference teams, the Orlando Magic and the Boston Celtics. Paulo Bancaro is a really good player for the Magic, basically really doing what Luka and Jokic are doing and average, having the best average for points, rebounds, and assists for the Magic. Um, Jason Tatum is also pretty close to doing that, but not on the assists. But I feel like they do play two times this week, so I personally think the series will split. Probably the one in Orlando will be won by the Magic and the one in Boston will be won the one in Boston will be won by Boston. But Orlando Magic, we've said this is going to be a really surprise team based on the first couple of weeks they were the surprise team, but they are continuing on the success. They're 16-7. and seven. The Celtics are 17-5. and five. So I think the Magic could Magic can make a big run here in the playoffs. I They've really impressed me. It's a young team, young core, so they'll be good in the future as well. Both these teams will be really good in the future, young cores, young star players. But, you know, it's everybody's favorite segment. Um, it is time for Locks of the Week. Um, so, last week, I had a very good chance to go to go 6-0. It came down to the last day, Monday. I needed, I needed the Pacers to win, and I needed the Dolphins to win. We all know the Dolphins ended up choking at the end of the game, but the Pacers won, so I finished... Five and one, which moves me up to thirty-six and thirty. Then Suvi, I think, went four and two, so he is forty and twenty-six at this point. Um, so I'm I am slowly catching Suvi, and I might end up passing him maybe this week, maybe as early as this week, maybe as early as late as a couple weeks, in order, or I never pass him. But I will start since I won this week. I will start with my NFL. I'll just go over my picks first and then Stuvie's picks because Stuvie sent me his picks. So my first NFL lock of the week, I'm going to go with the Raiders to beat the Chargers on Thursday night football. Um, it's just not its not very not looking pretty for the Chargers losing Justin Herbert and Easton Stick will be their starting quarterback. It's starting to look like tank season. Um, I just think the Raiders have, will have the best players on the field. Uh, so And it's in Vegas. Uh, so it's three and a half. I think the Raiders will probably win by more than three and a half at this point. Uh, but shout out Max Duggan, an alumni of our high school, is the backup backup quarterback of the Chargers. So he could potentially see the field Thursday night. Then I will have the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs as my second lock, beating beating the Patriots. Like I said, the Patriots has this whole storyline. Uh, Bill Belichick getting fired. Typically, teams do not win the week their coach gets fired. This is why I'm consistently picking them. 
like when a coach gets fired, I picked uh trying to give an example. I picked the Panthers to lose when Frank Wright got fired and ended up being correct. So I'm always looking for that. Um so I think the I think the the Chiefs will beat the Patriots. Start this is also I forgot this is also the start in the fantasy playoffs. So good luck if you are in a fantasy league and your playoffs are starting and you're in the playoffs. I hope you guys end up winning. Um, but this will lead me to my upset. I've already really went in depth about this. I think the Cowboys are going to upset the Bills in Buffalo. Um, they, I, like I said, I don't see how they're not favored to win this game. They're probably one of the hottest teams in football. But I feel, I think the Cowboys defense and um, Michael Parsons will be able to neutralize Josh Allen enough to get for the Cowboys offense to score enough points. And I think the Cowboys – will win and Dak Prescott will make an MVP statement because he is also one of the one of the leaders to win MVP. All right. And then we'll go over Stuby's NFL. Stuby chose the Dolphins over the Jets, which that is the that is a 12 o'clock game on Sunday. Looks like Miami's eight and a half point favorites. Miami's coming off that heart heartbreaking loss to the Titans. Um and Stuvie will go with the uh, 49ers over Cardinals. Um, last time he picked the Cardinals, he did not end up winning. So, uh, so he's going to choose Brock Purdy and the 49ers to beat the Cardinals. And his upset of the week is going to be my Texans beating the Titans. There is a big storyline behind this game. The, the Titans will be wearing the Houston Oilers uniforms. Which there is, I don't personally think they should be wearing, especially against Houston, the Houston Texans. I think that should be throwbacks for the Houston Texans, not the Tennessee Titans. So, I think I also agree with Stuby. I think the Texans will end up winning. I don't know how. I I really don't know how the Tennessee Titans are favored, but I know why the Texans are riddled with injuries. C.J. Stroud is probably questionable. Nico Collins is questionable. Will Anderson is questionable. It's just that turf and turf in New York is just really bad injury. They should probably like change the turf or the field or whatever. So many injuries happen on that field. So then we will go over Stuby's NBA logs. He has the 76ers over the Pistons on the 13th. So he has 76ers meeting the Pistons today. He has the Pacers meeting the Pistons on the 15th of on the 15th of December. So that is Friday. And he has, he also agrees with me. He has the magic over the Celtics, which I just basically predicted in, in Boston on the 15th. So he is going crazy with the Pistons here. He, yeah, he's just doing what I did. But that'll move me on to my locks. I have one lock today, which I have the Lakers beating the Spurs. This is the first game, first matchup between LeBron and Wembenyama. Um, People are saying it's the passing the torch moment, but Wembenyama just hasn't looked very hasn't looked very impressive to me. So I don't understand how this is passing the torch. But um, then my next one will be I have the Nuggets over the Nets, which will be tomorrow on Thursday. Um, like I said, Jokic is on one right now. I think he'll carry. He he could just he him by himself can carry the Nuggets to a championship. I I have a feeling. But speaking of that, another team that is that is on a heater right now is the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
which Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma voted yes to keep the Thunder in Oklahoma City. They will be building a new arena, state of the art arena in Oklahoma City. So we have to see how that ends up. But so I have the Thunder riding riding the highs they have right now. I have them beating the Nuggets on the 16th, which I think that is Saturday. Um. So yeah, that'll. Um, I know it's a quick episode, but it's just hard to host by yourself. And I'd like to thank you guys all for watching. If you're watching the live stream and all that, um, we had a, we had a technical delay on uploading the last podcast onto Spotify. So I will upload both these simultaneously to Spotify, so you they will both be available. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, like I said, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, make sure you hit like and subscribe if you like the content. Rate us five stars on Spotify. And we also do have, don't forget, we do have the Bull Mania group. And we'll have it in the description of this video and the description of the podcast on Spotify. So if you are more than, if you want to join, we, we, we probably won't be giving out a prize right now. Probably for this one, we won't. But maybe... In the future, uh, when we do the bracket, March Madness bracket, we will probably be giving out a prize to the winner. But like I said, I'd like to thank you guys for watching and tuning in to episode 12 of Sports Talk with BT and Subi. And you guys have a good rest of your night. Thanks for watching.